Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. Back here for hour number two. It is Scout Fantasy Sports. I am Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can check out all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. And if you use the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months as we're preparing you for fantasy baseball. In-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs, one of the best high-stakes players around. I'm taking a look at players and their move to new teams, what it means for their fantasy value. We'll have an article up on Charlie Morton today and a lot more, so make sure you check it out. But joining me now, it is Ian Kahn. You can find him at Rotowire. He's also an actor. Ian, what's up? Adam Ronis, my friend. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Always good to talk to you. We had a lot of fun last year during our draft that we did here in New York, the Gotham League, the GDD League, and uh, we were battling over yeah. players. And uh, credit to yeah, you, man. Yeah. You had you had a great year. You pretty much dominated the whole year. You kind of had to sweat it out at the end, but uh, that's the one thing. You know, we do so many drafts online now. That draft in person is just a lot of fun. I mean, how much more do you enjoy having these drafts in person? I really, I got to say that that GDD auction is uh, my favorite draft of the year for sure. I mean, and we're playing with, you know, some of the best players, um, fantasy baseball players in the country, not the least of which is uh, our friends Frank Stample and Greg Sussman and Florio last year who joined for the first time and who uh, excitedly will be back again next year. Yeah, and we need someone that will make it easy for us, and that group you know, pretty much will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, I know them. I, I like to mess with them. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, of course. No, they're great. They're great. Yeah, no, it's a good group. It's fun. And, uh, you know, you, you know, had a lot of success last year. What worked for you? Was it you had a great draft? Uh, was it a combination of things? You know, we always hear people say, yeah, I didn't have a good draft, and – I plucked a bunch of solid players off the waiver wire. Uh, what was the success for you in that league last year that you were able to pretty much go wire to wire? I, I had a good draft um, to just start. So uh, not perfect by any means, uh, but I was just pulling it up because I was like, all right, because you can't even, because it's with Yahoo, you can't even pull up last year's teams. Um, and last year's teams, uh, so, so I couldn't. So, but I did find an old uh, spreadsheet from that day. And here were some of the good players that really paid off, um, and why I got them and where I did. So I got Real Muto for ten. Um, I got Machado for thirty-two, which was a good good price. And I think we knew that at the time. You looked at me and you went, "That's a good price." I was like, "That's a good price." Um, I grabbed Justin Turner, who was hurt for six, who ended up paying dividends in the second half. I got Ozzy Albies, who I was very keen to get at 19. And then I got Tim Anderson for seven, who I was also very high on going in. Uh, and then another good one was Lorenzo Kane, who I just always try to get. Um, I got him for 21. And No More Mazzara, I got for 11. And then Ian Desmond, who nobody wanted, so I wanted him. I got him for 13. 
Um, and then, as you know, Jose Martinez, you and I were battling out for him. I got him for uh, for seven bucks. So that was a good base to go from in terms of uh, hitting, and provided me some good opportunities. And then I made a couple of couple of good trades over the course of the season, and then uh, picked up Shohei Otani as just a hitter side, right? Because in Yahoo, uh, ridiculous. And I'm sorry, I'm taking so many shots at Yahoo. I hope they're not a big sponsor. Um, <laughs> Yahoo split Otani as a hitter and as a pitcher. Um, that's one of the many things that they do that's not smart. And um, But I was able to pick him up off the wire pretty early in the season, and he was very helpful as the season went on uh, with both power, average, and speed. So it was a great year, and, and I, I wanted to win this league so bad. I really did. I wanted I wanted spent a lot of time and effort and energy put into it and and it was uh i was happy you mentioned justin turner and i've totally forgot six bucks and you know that's always tricky for fantasy owners when you know a player is going into the season with an injury we did have deal spots in that league we know turner when he's healthy can smash i mean to me you know just watching him play he just hit i i watch him in the batter's box i'm like this guy's just going to hit a line drive and you know you're probably going to deal with the same thing this year people are going to discount him but man, six bucks when you look at it, and I know it's hindsight. But how do you deal with those injured players where you know they're going to miss a couple months? Uh, it seemed like that was a nice discount that you got, and it worked out. Well, in my mind, six bucks to throw him to five DL spots to start the season. So I immediately throw him on my DL in one of those DL spots and hold him, you know, and wait until he. If he had gone to eleven or twelve bucks, that's too much, you know. That would have taking too much out of my budget, but for $6, it's a worthy shot. And I thought, all right, if I get him for half a season, he's going to get you 20 to $25 if he's playing well over the course of the season. So half a season, I'll get 12 to $13. I'm going to buy that for half price because there's a possibility he doesn't come back at all. Um, so $6 felt like a really good spot to get him and then just stick him down there and wait and wait till he can really come in handy for you. And that's what we, that's what I did. I'm joined by Ian Khan. You can find him at Rotowire. Also, you might have seen him. He's an actor as well. Uh, your strategy for auction, I see some people, they'll basically you know, write down this amount of price for this position, and these are the three or four guys I'm targeting. Is that something you do, or do you kind of just go on the fly and adjust based on the room and what the prices are? That's what I do. I just, I, I, and I go for guys that I like. Right. I mean, I don't want, especially in an auction situation, you don't have to draft anybody that you don't like, you know, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't put yourself in a situation where it's like, well, I got to get a a catcher. So I'm going to pay big bucks for it. No, like find a guy and and find a price that you feel comfortable with. There's always, if you're paying, look, an, an auction is a four hour experience, four or five hour experience. And it's like playing a game. Like you need to be focused every moment on what you're working on. And if you can stay in the moment and stay present to what's going on, there are going to be discounts that are going to arrive for you. And then, so like I had a guy, I, I will say, you know, I wanted Albies. I wanted Jose Martinez. So I came in there with a, you know, I'm going to pay for those guys. Like I remember Jose Martinez, I was waiting and waiting and waiting. I didn't put him up because I didn't want to seem too eager because I knew I wanted him. So what I did was I waited until the end, and then there wasn't that much money left. It was really just me and you bidding for him. Um, and we got to a point where you, were, you looked at me and you were like, all right, you can have him because I need those. I can't bid eight right now because I still need a couple of players. And he was a guy who I was going to you know, break the bank on. 
But otherwise, I'm just looking for guys that I really like. So I wanted Tim Anderson. Other people had questions about him. I'm like, great, that's a good value, seven bucks. And he was a big part of my success last year. You know, that's you were great the... too. What what place did you come in? What Third. place were you in? Third. At the end? Third. Third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Third I don't like I don't like thirty in man. Third is not good. I mean, it, it was it was in the yeah, money, third. but I want first. I, I hear you. I hear you. The year before, I don't know if you remember, the year before, and this is part of what I was thinking about going into this year, I had a, I had a lead. I was up to 130 points um, the year before, and I was running away with it just like I was last year. And then I hit injuries and ran out of fab and all these ridiculous things, and I ended up finishing out of the money in fourth place. So I really was focused on coming into this year. I really wanted... I was like, I got to win this year, and uh, and so we did. But I remember your draft and thinking every time I looked over at you, I was like, damn, that's a good one. That's good. You got a good deal there. And I'm looking at your picks now: Castellanos for 16, Grandall for three, um, freaking JD Martinez for 35. You, you, re- Aaron Hicks for three bucks. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I was come a big J- Jameson Tyon. Yeah, I'm a. Hicks was a guy I loved last year. I'm I'm a Yankee hater, but Hicks was like I was like, how is he not being valued correctly? I know the injuries, but if that guy got an opportunity to play in that lineup with his power speed combo, so I had a lot of exposure to Aaron Hicks last year. And I made a trade though. Yeah. For, I made a trade for Max Scherzer. I think I gave up Chris Davis and another power hitter. Yeah. I forgot who it you was. You did that with the boys over the BFS. Yes, because it worked. They needed power. I needed a pitcher to make a, a chance to have an opportunity, I needed to lower that ERA and whip and get some strikeouts, and it worked out for me because I was able to break into the top three, and that's the key. I think people might have looked at the trade and said, wow, you're giving up a lot, uh, two power bats. Then maybe it was Gallo. It might have been Gallo and Chris Davis. Uh, so it's a lot of power to give up, but I was near the top in the category. So. And that's why I always yeah. say you have to look at the categories. You cannot, you cannot evaluate a trade, especially in July, uh, just isolated. You have to look at the categories, and I think that's where a lot of people make a mistake. They'll see a trade, and they'll be like, oh, that's terrible. You lost. No, I won. It, it looks like I lost, but you didn't see where I am in the categories. It's true. It's true, and you need to you need to make those plays, but that's why Dynasty, to me, is a more appealing um, format, and that's what I'm doing over at Wire. I'm doing the Dynasty rankings um, over at Wire because that's really my game. That's the game that I like to play. I mean, I enjoy the, the redraft for sure, but the in the Dynasty League world, although Chris Davis and Joey Gallo for Max Scherzer, not wrong with that. No, for sure. I mean, in I terms did. of pure value, in terms of pure value moving forward, because who the hell knows what Joey Gallo is? I, I just, you know, I just, ugh. is he Chris Davis? Maybe. Yeah, that he's got to cut down on those strikeouts because that average is a problem. You know, the power is going to be there. Now, you, you mentioned in the auction, you know, a couple guys that you really wanted. Now, it was late, but obviously I could tell that you wanted Jose Martinez. You probably could tell with me, too, because we were just <laughs> battling back and forth. But that's one of the keys in an auction, yeah. right, is trying to kind of hide how much you like a player. Can that be difficult at yeah. times? Well, that's where my acting ability. I oh, yeah, that's right. But you, 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 you needed I mean, to be, do a better job acting than that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, because I, I, Martinez was was my guy, and in fact, you and I were the only ones bidding on him. And I was like, none of y'all know what y'all doing if you ain't bidding on this guy, especially in the daily league where you can bring him in and out of your lineup. Um, he's just a pure, great pure hitter. Now, going into next season, he's not going to cost seven dollars unless he gets traded to the American League. If he moves to the American League, let's say he gets traded to the uh, the Rays, 
then he's a $19, $18 player. But if he stays with St. Louis, he's going to be a 3 or $4 player. And I will, I will probably be paying for him. Now you said you prefer dynasty leagues. Do you prefer an auction draft or a snake draft, and why? I prefer auctions way more fun and, and definitely gives you the opportunity to get the guys that you want. But one thing I do in auction, I'm not going to pay $58 for Mookie Betts. That's not, uh, you know, or $45 for Bryce Harper. I'm looking at 43, uh, $43 for Charlie Blackman, $55 for Jose Altuve. i I rather spread that around and find value. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's typically what I do as well. And you see some of those elite players on the high end go very high. But again, it depends on the room. You know, I was in an NFBC auction last year where uh, those guys didn't go as high. I think I got Trout for 43 and then a cu- one or two that's players good. went higher. Yeah. I mean, so th- that's, no. the key, that's the key, too, in an auction. You know, sometimes people like to wait it out. But if you jump in early, you might get someone a little bit cheaper than you thought. Yes, I'm I'm very comfortable with that, but don't, don't you know don't be spending fifty two dollars on Trey Turner, you know I just don't think that that's you know, forty five. Th- th- that's just me. That's just me. I, I just rather spread get so like my big expenditure was Machado at thirty two dollars. You know, yeah, that, that and he returned, and he returned as much as almost anybody that we're talking about here. Yeah, I think and that's where I'd rather see it. Mine might have been JD at thirty-five, the highest I think, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, which I mean, it's Springer for thirty-two, Chris Davis for twenty-five. I mean, that's you know, that's I, I just think there's better value there in the auction worlds. Well, hopefully our league mates aren't listening to this. That's uh, <laughs> great. But you know, one thing they keep checking, trying to see if we want to change it from a daily league to a weekly league. No, I want to keep it as it's my only daily league that I've got, and I love it. Uh, Love it. How about you? Where are you on that? Agree. Daily. Uh, you know, my home league where I'm the commissioner, it's also daily. I understand why people want weekly, especially if you have a lot of things that you do and you can't pay attention and set your lineup each day. You got work. You got kids. I don't know about that stuff. I know about work. I don't know about kids. So I understand, and that's why it has to be conducive to what you want to do but we've had this daily uh so i don't see a need to change it if it worked for everyone the last couple of years oh well greg sussman 1000 percent wants it to be daily because he can't stand weekly leagues just to be clear and sussman is right as he is very often see i i take a different tack with those guys uh, they you know I, I i like those i like those men you could also you know, you can make your lineup movements days in advance just to prepare in case. Now, obviously, that's a damn straight. Right, that's what no, I do. You set your lineups, man. Ah, these guys. They, I just want to ask them if they want a little cheese to go with their wine. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully we, we find out soon. Uh, but since you are a dynasty guy, I want well, to talk. Here, go ahead. Yeah, but well, let me add one thing on that. I also, and I, I, I reached out to Kaz about this, who's the commissioner of the league. I said we should be able to trade fab dollars because unlike in dynasty leagues, you can't, it's hard to make trades in that league because how are you going to get it just right? Right? So let's say you and I are making a deal and it's like, you want to make the deal. I want to make the deal, but you're like, look, it's just a little bit in your favor. And I say, all right, well, how about I, I give you this, we do the deal and I'll give you 14 fab dollars for the rest of the season. And then you go, yeah, that'll, that'll balance it out. So it's a balancing. It's something. And, and he's just like, Oh, it seems like a lot of work for me. 
like it's not a lot of work. You go in, you just switch the number, and and I just think it'll add a level of um, strategy to it, which I think will be really valuable. So he said he's going to think about it. So I'm hopeful that he will think about it. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. I'm cool with that. I think it's a good idea. It's not a lot of work. I'm a commissioner of a league, and there's more work that I have to do than that. And I don't think it's going to be something that you see in every single deal. It'll probably be more of a factor in the middle to the later of the year as teams are running out of fab. So I'm with that too. Yeah, uh, I would definitely Wait, vote. Listen, Greg Sussman, do we have a? Do you have a? We got a vote from from the BFFs um, on the fab because if you guys reach out to him as well, I think we'll we'll have a better chance of, uh, of pushing it through. Yeah, I think it would be valuable. You, I, I interrupted you on the dynasty question. Yeah, no, we're going to get to that because I know you're a dynasty guy. So we're seeing a lot of the young players go early in drafts, and we saw some of them in the FSTA. So I want to get your opinion on whether some of these guys deserve to be going where they're going. Are they getting overvalued? Because we've seen a lot of young players over the last couple of seasons make this quick adjustment to the major league level, come up and produce. So when we return, we're going to go over some of those players, including Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who we haven't even seen in the majors yet. I've seen him go as early as the second round in redraft leagues. Alberto Mondesi, that's another hot name. We're going to break these guys down with Ian Kahn from Rotowire. When we return, you're listening to Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Keith Irizarry is calling the shots. Halliday gets in on the first ballot. I don't want this to come off callous because he's a Hall of Famer. How much of him getting in do you think is because he passed away on the first ballot? A little bit of it. I know. I know it's callous. I know. I get it. Accuse the voters of doing that, of voting him a Hall of Famer for that reason oh, we, primarily. But we, yeah, accuse, so. we accuse the voters of a lot of stuff. But don't we accuse the voters of holding <laughs> grudges against bonds and all of them? Yeah. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Again, check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. I'm joined now by Ian Kahn. 
He's an actor. He also does dynasty work for Rotowire. We're talking fantasy baseball here. And since he is a dynasty guy, I would like to get his opinion on some of the young players that we're seeing very going very early in drafts. And we had the FSTA fantasy baseball draft yesterday, the first 10 rounds. Ronald Acuna went six overall. Obviously, he was amazing last year when he was called up and everyone expected him to produce when he got the opportunity. Could you see yourself taking Acuna as early as sixth in a redraft league? Hmm. Well, let me just say one thing before I forget. I have two Twitter uh, profiles. My first one is my actor kind of uh, professional person profile, which is the income, which is a verified account. So most people will be like, oh, that must be it. But that's not my fantasy baseball account. My fantasy baseball account is IanCon4. Um, and that is, uh, so that's where I'll be, where I can post content and where I will answer questions that you have about Dynasty or any other fantasy baseball. So if you're going to follow me, if you're like, oh, he's kind of interesting and not so annoying, uh, follow me on IanCon4 if you would. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, well, so you know yeah. what? Before we, get into, before we get into Acuna, let people know about your acting background, where they can find you, what you're working on as well. Uh, well, uh, the, the best thing you can find me on and the thing that I would most encourage you to watch is a show that I did for four years that ended a little over a year ago called Turn Washington Spies, where I played, it was kind of crazy, I played General George Washington, uh, the father of the country during the Revolutionary War. And it's about George Washington and his spy ring during uh, the uh, Revolutionary War, so really from 1776 to 1783. And it's a, it's a pretty damn cool show that you can watch all four seasons on, on Netflix right now. Now, I don't enter the show until the middle of the first season. I then You then follow with me through the rest of the show all the way through the Battle of Yorktown. Um, so if you're a, a Hamilton fan or a fan of that time period, I can... I can really encourage you to to watch the show, and, and I think you'll enjoy it thoroughly. Um, and that's uh, that's the most interesting and exciting thing I got going right now. On that front, on this front, on the Ronald Acuna front, um, would I take him at number six? Huh? Eh, maybe. He's really good. On my top four hundred list, I have him at number three. So I got Trout number one, I got Betts number two, and I got Acuna number three. He's a pretty special. Um, he's a pretty special talent, amazingly special. And and we've been talking about him in the prospect world now for uh, a little over two years. And then the thing that where it kind of knocked out to me was when he went to Australia and just dominated down there. What are you going to Australia for? He went to Australia to play baseball. Then he comes back and he just destroys at every level. Comes into the major leagues and destroys at every level. The issue I have with him is that he might get a, too many fastballs in the left ear because he's a bit of a showboat, um, but he's, he's a special talent and can win you leagues. When I take him at six, I would probably not take him at six um, in a redraft league. I would um, – oh, boy. I'm getting too many texts. Um, but I would, I would not take him at six, but I can see why someone might take him at six. Juan Soto is but the one. For me, it's Trout, Trout, Betts, Lindor. Uh, I would take him. At, I would take Lindor ahead of him. I would take Jose Ramirez. I would take Christian Yelich. I would take Trey Turner. I would take Alex Bregman, I believe. So, yeah, not a text for me. Yeah, I'm with you on that, too. Later first round, I could see it. Uh, we've seen Juan Soto, yes. Juan Soto go in the third round of this draft, first pick around three, and he's a guy that – uh, came out of nowhere last year to show excellent patience and his approach to the plate. Uh, can Soto come close to what he did last year? Is he for real? 
Well, this is one of the advantages of Dynasty Leagues, because if you're playing in Dynasty Leagues, Juan Soto has been on your radar for about two and a half years also. Um, he was just raking as a 17-year-old and then an 18-year-old, and his bat was being talked about. Now, the jump that he made last year from high A to the major leagues is ridiculous. But the thing that I can't believe about Juan Soto is his power the other way. It's his power everywhere. He's, he is a complete hitter, and he is 20 years old. Do I think 31 is early? I do, actually. I think in a dynasty league, I have him as my number four ranked player. So that tells you how much I believe in him going long-term starting at age 20, because I think you're going to get 15 to 18 years out of this player. And there's great value there. Part of the reason why I have Acuna number three as well. Do I think 31? Yeah, it's, 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 it's too optimistic, I think. I, I, I think he might take a little sophomore slump, a little bit of a step back, but I also could see him hitting 310 with 32 home runs uh, and 110 RBI. I mean, and, and stealing 12 bases. So he's a, he's a pretty remarkable young player. I love his makeup. I love the way he plays the game. I'm a big fan of Juan Soto. Joined by Ian Kahn. You can find him at Rotowire covering Dynasty over there. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I think we're all aware of how good he can be. We haven't seen him in the majors yet. Could start the year in the minor leagues, maybe be called up mid-April. He uh, went yep. late fourth round in this draft. I've seen him go earlier. I mean, you generally see him third, fourth round. Yeah. Is he going to be worth it or are we overpaying? Listen, I did an NFBC a couple weeks ago. I try to do, you know, I try to roll with NFBC and do as many as I can. So if I, do, you know, if I make, because I can make, you can make money if you do that. Really, you can. You can make some, you know, I say to the wife, hey, look, I just made four grand this year in fantasy baseball. Is it okay if I go look at the fantasy baseball? <laughs> so it works well. Um, I had Vlad, I got Vlad, and I finally took him, and I didn't ever think I was going to get him because I wasn't going to overpay for him. But if he landed in the right spot, I was going to take him, and he did. I think he was like, I think I got him uh, somewhere in the 50s. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my one um, my one Vladimir Guerrero share that I'm going to have. You can't get him in a dynasty league. Because if you're buying him in a dynasty league, you're a really bad dynasty player. Because if you're buying him in a dynasty league, you're overpaying for him wildly. Because half of the fun of dynasty leagues is having a guy like Vladimir Guerrero. So you're buying some. You're not just buying the player. You're buying somebody's fun. Nobody wants that. Don't buy fun. Buy good play. You know, get good deals. Um, is Vlad worth a pick in the second round? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't do it. In the fourth round, around 50, 55, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. Because it is possible that he's going to come up and do – I mean, the guy hit 380. 368, I don't know, something like that, in AAA last year. He walks more than he strikes out. Strikes out. I saw a, a scouting report earlier today that said that he's better. He's his father, but with better plate discipline. He got an 80 hit tool and a 70 power tool from Baseball America. He's obscenely good. He's really good. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing him at the major league level this year for sure. Uh, a polarizing player right now is Alberto Mondesi. We saw him come up last year, yeah. show some power, steal a lot of bases. We know Kansas City's going to let him run and be aggressive, but not very disciplined at the plate. Barely walked, struck out a lot, and he is yeah. going. He's going early in drafts. I've seen him go in the second round of a lot of leagues. Uh, what are your thoughts and outlooks for Mondesi this year? What are your thoughts and outlooks on Mondesi? I know mine. What are yours? What do you think? Early second, mid second. I 
think it's a little too early. I understand like people are saying, well, look at all the stolen bases. And the problem is that people are, since steals are so scarce right now, they're being overvalued left and right. And I'm of the opinion that I don't need to overpay for steals, that I can find guys who give me 20 here, 10 to 15 here. They add up. I don't need to win the category. I can finish top three, top four. So I understand why there's appeal with Montessi because people see a profile of 20 homers, 40 steals, but 40 steals, yeah. With that, maybe more. With a 220 average. Right, that's the problem. But with a 220 average. And and look, if you're taking him in the second round, in the early or mid second round, you're taking him ahead of Whit Merrifield. And that's just silly. Because to me, Whit Merrifield's going to get you 40, 45, 50 steals, but he's going to hit 308. He maybe not hit twenty home runs, but he's gonna hit. He hit nineteen in twenty seventeen. He hit twelve in twenty eighteen. So he's gonna get you in the same team. I, there's no question. I and shortstop is a far deeper position than second base. So I'm taking Whit Merrifield over Alberto Mondesi every day of the week and twice on Sundays. I can't believe I said that. I sounded like <laughs> Tim McLeod there, didn't I? I sounded like I was born in nineteen forty eight. Every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Well, maybe so, it wasn't yeah, one. Of, maybe it wasn't one of your scripts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say to my wife. I say to her, she said like the other night we were in. I was in Florida, and the, the sky was going gray, and the wind was blowing. And she goes, "Ooh, there's a storm brewing." I was like, "There's a storm brewing? What, what year are we in?" Nobody says there's a storm brewing. You're a real 20th century lady, aren't you? But she's she's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about Mondesi. I, I mean, yes, if you can get him, but don't. Don't spend a second round pick on him. That's my opinion. And I just think that that I think the pitchers are going to there's going to be a better book on him, and um, he's going to struggle some. And look, yes, if he turns it all on and he's a first round pick, I'm wrong. Okay, okay, I just don't see that happening. And we're always going to be wrong about certain players. The goal is to just be right more often than we're wrong, and then we'll finish uh, with a profit. Where, where's the spot where you feel comfortable taking Mondesi? Is it third round, fourth round? I would say let's do auction dollars, right? I would I'd be really psyched to get him for 23 or $24, and I'm not going to get that because he's going to go for 31 or $32, oh. whereas I would pay 32 Dollars for Whitmer. I'd pay twenty nine to thirty dollars for Merrifield. We are two months right? from our draft. Well, a little under two months. The buzz is only going to heighten by the time we get to our draft. So yeah, I agree. I think he'll be over that mark for sure. Over twenty three, twenty four. There's going to be at least oh, two, yeah. two, no at least at least two to three people in the draft who are of the mindset. I got to get this guy. I got to get him. And well, you know, and, and that's the and that's where you get in trouble, man. You like. You got to get a guy, got to get a guy, got to get a guy, you're dead. That's that's where I come from. I mean, if you remember the Mookie Betts last year, what was the Mookie Betts? What did he end up going for? Mookie Betts. Let me just do this because it's worth it. Mookie Betts. No, it wasn't Mookie Betts. It was uh, Altuve. Oh, yeah. $55. No way I would ever spend that on a player. Never. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, thanks, guys. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. And it was Jen Pisapia who's uh, – no, Jen Pisapia. See what I did? It was Joe Pisapia <laughs> and Jen Placenti. <laughs> Joe's going to be pissed in here if I did that. Um, it's Jen, Jennifer Placenti and Joe Pisapia. Jen is an Astros fan, and Joe wanted Altuve. And so Joe got Altuve for $55. No, you're not going to win. You're going to run into trouble with that. 
Don't sure. don't don't do that. Don't fall in love in fantasy baseball. Oh, trust you know? me. So in my home league, people know all the guys I love. They've either heard the show or read my work. So the one the closer that I liked the most last year, Blake Trinan. I don't even remember if I got him in the in this league. Uh, I think I did. So that was the guy I wanted in every league. And by the time my auction came around, these guys knew it. They bid him up so high. I'm like, take him. I mean, look, I like him, but I'm not going to overpay. You want him? Go ahead, overpay for him. I'll find someone else. So then I'm, I am not going to tell you who my favorite player is now because I not only do I know you're listening, but I know those BFS boys are listening. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you who my favorite player is. If you ask, I'll tell you who who my breakout superstar is. Well, I got oh, oh man, I've got two. I've got two guys that I'm sticking my flag in. All right, I'll find out there in the auction. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to no. ask you. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Because one of them is one. All right, the first one is Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani in 2019. To me, if he comes in and he's ready to play, and he plays five days a week, I believe his upside is 35 home runs, a 285 average, and 25 stolen bases. And that's conservative. Right, so and what, what I think he can do. It, right, I mean, we probably need to see more in the spring. But w- how many at bats would you project for him right now? Would it be is four fifty well, fair? I, I'm gonna. That's with a five hundred at bats. Okay. If he gets to five fifty, bump it up to bump it up to forty home runs. I mean, you see what he did I, last I, year. I, I mean, they were they were really good stats I, for I, when he played when he hit. Nobody's talking about it. Everyone's like, oh well. This is the, like we James Anderson and I bought him in our dynasty league together. Um, we traded for him with Modica, with a, with your boy uh, Matty Modica. Oh yeah, he joined um, us uh, yesterday. Right. So Matty and I are on the phone, and we we made a trade in the dynasty league for, and we got Otani, and we have him. We have him for the next twenty years, and his value in twenty nineteen is going to be very high. I believe. Without a doubt, I, I I think he's that good. So now that I said that, I know he's gonna. I'm gonna get pushed up on his number. <laughs> the other player that I have remarkably high, um, kind of silly high, to the point that my friends at Rotowire are like, uh, "What are you doing there, buddy?" Is Luke Voigt. I have Luke Voigt as, as the 155th player in Dynasty. Wow. Um, I I think he is has the potential to be a 35 to 40 home run guy and hit 260, 270 in that ballpark. I love everything about the way he plays the game. He's got the high, for his time in the majors last year, he had the highest hard hit rate, highest barrel rate. I love the way the guy plays. And I, and I think his, his ability to take the ball the other way, to hit to right field and right center field, is uh, against lefties in particular in that ballpark. If you look at his home runs, how many of them were hit 325 feet to right field? A lot of them. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Luke Voigt this year. In a position that is, is really weak. Very First base is yes, really, really weak. it deep. is. It is. And I don't Very think thin. people will realize that once they start breaking it down and evaluating. I will say this. Uh, so my first draft champions that I did for the NFBC, I took Voigt in round 17. Good. So, as my corner that's infielder, so uh, that's that's not good for me. Ah. You, know, you and I are going to be sitting at the table, and I'm going to look at you, 
and we're going to go back and forth. It's going to be Jose Martinez circa 2018, and we're just going to – oh, this is not good. That's all right. Uh, I own him everywhere else. So, <laughs> Well, how do you – do you yeah, try – I'm a, I'm when you, so when you love a player like that, I mean, he's more on the cheaper end, but if you love someone, do you try to, you know, uh, get not too much exposure to them in case they're wrong? Or if you really feel strong about a player, you'll try and get him everywhere? Well, if there's a guy who I think is of great value. So two years ago in our GDD league, two years ago coming into the season, and this is going to sound like a pat on the back, so I apologize. I was really big on this kid, Aaron Judge coming into 2017 because he had struggled mightily in 2016 when he came up for his cup of coffee. But I had read an article talking about his life and his background and how he grew up. He was adopted and he lived a, uh, a life of gratitude is, is really what was very clear from this article. And I was like, I'm all in on Aaron Judge. I'm going to go get him in all my dynasty leagues. I'm going to go get him in all my redraft leagues and I'm going to own him everywhere. And that's what I did because he was cheap. So I find a guy that's cheap like that, and then I go all in on a guy that's cheap that I can get. Like I, I think I got Judge for two bucks for for I might have got him for a dollar in GDD. Or no, I think I got him. I, I forget where I got him, but it was cheap as hell. Or I got him in the twenty third round in my. Um, I got him in the twenty third round in my redraft leagues. He was always available, constantly available. Right. So a guy like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna get as much exposure as I can. Great stuff for me and Khan. You can find them over at Rotowire. Thanks for the time. Ian, we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Okay, brother. Talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. When we return, we'll wrap up the show. Take a look at NBA DFS here on Scout Fantasy Sports. Monmouth Park Sportsbook by William Hill is New Jersey's local, trusted sportsbook featuring a Vegas-style betting menu of parlays, props, and much more. Watch every game on their new 75-foot HD video wall. Already a trusted name in entertainment, Monmouth Park is now your best bet for wagering on all the big games. So get in on the action. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited-time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Fantasy football frenzy. Color of Tony Romo's tie. Color of Romo's tie. Romo's tie. Predominant color. What is it? Is it blue plus 350, gray plus 400, and there's all these different colors. Plus 700 is yellow. That's I like the, that's blue the at high. plus 350. You like blue at plus 350? Classic, a classic blue tie. Because he's Dallas. He's a, he's Dallas, a classic yeah. guy, and he's a cowboy. Could be gray, too, plus 400. Is yeah. there one for purple polka dot? There's purple plus 600. Plus 600. I'll take the purple. Weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on FNTSY Radio, and on your popular podcast providers. 
It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here till 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each weekday now, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. That's when you can hear Scout Fantasy Sports. And, of course, head on over to ScoutFantasySports.com right now, getting you ready to dominate in fantasy baseball. In-depth team outlooks from Sean Childs. I have write-ups as well, taking a look at Michael Brantley, Charlie Morton, a look at him going to Tampa Bay. How will that affect his value? will be up today. And you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums. If you use the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months. The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, PGA Pro Tips, subscriber chat, and more. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on Goat Premium, choose golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Goat Premium, click on golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. Uh, let's take a look now at NBA DFS for tonight. Obviously, we had uh, Chris Rose earlier from ScoutDFS.com giving his thoughts. And uh, I will give my thoughts here. And again, the key here, because we still have over three hours until tip-off. And we gave some good pieces yesterday on players. But you got to pay attention to the last-minute news because it alters things. And the big news yesterday was the Sacramento Kings. Even only on a four-game slate. De'Aaron Fox was out, and Belitza was out. So that opened up a lot of value. For me, I played mostly on Yahoo yesterday. Bogdanovich was in my lineup, and Marvin Bagley. They were both starting. We knew where they were going to get more uh, usage, and it worked out. Both guys were really good. So you're listening now. A lot of this could change, so you have to be fluid. And again, we'll help you out, scoutdfs.com. Our optimizer updates immediately. It's crazy. Like, I went and checked. I'm like, okay, do they have Fox out yet? And this was like a minute or two after I saw the news. He was already out. So you just got to hit, keep hitting refresh, and it'll update the projections. And, of course, we got the Slack chat leading up to lineup lock where you can come ask those questions. Maybe you're not sure. Okay, this team has two players out. Who gains the value? That's where we come into play. We can help you out. So you have to be flexible. We didn't know about the Kings during our show yesterday, and that just changed things uh, for me. Uh, I had a good night. My one mistake was uh, I was Derek Rose. Like, I was – high on Derrick Rose yesterday and you know he is coming off an injury the risk of a blowout he did not come through so that you know really prevented me from making a a big jump like uh the difference between my team and the team that finished first and won 10k was two players man just two players uh so Rose hurt me in that one so it's always frustrating and the goal is to learn each day so let's look at uh tonight's slate we got the Raptors at Indiana. It's a back-to-back for Toronto. Once again, Kawhi Leonard's going to be out for rest. And we know all these guys get a little bit of a jump here. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, Siakam, and Ibaka. Uh, probably look, maybe Van Fleet I would consider tonight. You know, he's still uh, pretty affordable, 4600 on DK and Fandle. Not someone that I'm looking to jam in. You could always look at uh, Ibaka and Siakam and GPP, but probably not playing most of those guys tonight. I'm not playing Victor Oladipo. I know his prices drop. He just doesn't look good, you know, and, you know, they have a lot of options here. Uh, I know Chris mentioned Darren Collison. Uh, he'll be low-owned, and he has been pretty good lately, so I actually might consider him uh, taking a look at him on Yahoo. Uh, I do like Miles Turner. It's going to be – he'll be low-owned. 
Uh, obviously, center is a position that there's a lot of good plays at. So uh, I'm, I might consider him in Yahoo in one of my lineups. I think he's 25 bucks there. He's 6,600 on DK, 7,200 on FanDuel. So it's not a, a game that I'm going to have a lot of exposure to tonight. Next up, we got the Clippers and the Heat. And uh, we already know Danilo Gallinari is ruled out. This is also a back-to-back for the Clippers. And not the best matchup here either. So uh, Patrick Beverly, again, you know, we talked about him yesterday. Uh, the last two starts, you know, he's averaging 38 minutes and he's come through. So they've asked him to do a lot right now. His price has risen. Uh, 5000 on DK, 5500 on FanDuel. Uh, so it's maybe in a GPP, depending, too, if they do sit someone here, as uh, Chris was alluding to. Uh, so maybe he's someone to play. Tobias Harris struggled yesterday, so I'm not going to look there because the salary is pretty high. And again, this isn't a great matchup here. And Harrell will have to go against Whiteside tonight. So Harrell's always in play for me uh, in tournaments, I would consider. Not high on my list, though, tonight. Miami, when they're healthy, I just really don't play anyone. Like, Whiteside's in a really good spot tonight. He should. You want to play your centers against the Clippers. The problem is, how many minutes is he going to get? I mean, the Clippers are dead last against centers and struggle rebounding the ball. He's You can't play him in cash. Now, in tournaments, you can take a shot. He'll be low-owned. There was one night, I forgot which night it was, two, three weeks ago. He was very... Decently owned. He had a big game, and I used him, and he came through. But he just scares me. I mean, his price is cheap. 6000 on DK, 6800 on FanDuel. I mean, if you play a ton of lineups, I would get some exposure. But, again, he could play 20 minutes. He could play 24. He could play 30. You don't know. Uh, so that's my concern with him. So if you were in a lot of lineups, I would consider him maybe in a, in a couple. Uh, we got the Magic at Brooklyn. Nets just playing very well right now. Vegas total on this is 219. Aaron Gordon is expected back. For the Magic tonight, you know, Evan Fournier has played well. His price has gone up. There was a point on Yahoo he was 13 bucks. I was using him. So he's 6100 on both FanDuel and DraftKings. I think you can take a look at him. We know Vucevic against the Nets uh, is in play. The Nets struggle against centers, so you can take a look at him. He's 9900 on FanDuel, 9300 on DK. Uh, so those would be the two that I look at there. For the Nets, uh, D'Angelo Russell is just crushing right now. The price has risen. Uh, and he does have these games from time to time where they'll bench him or they'll cut his minutes and maybe he plays 25 minutes. But uh, he's starting to get those minutes now closer to the mid-30s consistently. So I still would I would consider him. Um, so, you know, you could take a look at uh, – Russell, I think, in uh, in tournaments. I really don't like anyone else in the Nets. You know, I was playing Damari Carroll for a while. He's had a couple of bad games. Uh, Allen, I, I'm not really thinking about tonight either. Rockets are at the Knicks. And, again, the biggest concern here is can the game stay close? Although Rockets only favored by seven. Vegas totals 226 on this one. Uh, James Harden definitely in play tonight again. Uh, it's a matter of how many minutes he's going to play. But in cash, you get him in there. You figure it out. Just put him in. Figure out the rest. There's already some decent value on the slate that you should be able to afford him. You know, when I put in tournament lineups, I'll I'll have a, a couple without him just to you know spread around the salary. But uh, it's hard to fade him at this point uh, with the way he has played. Uh, I would take a look at Kenneth Fareed too, depending on the site. Might be tougher on Fanduel with all the centers. DraftKings, he's 4,400. 
Yahoo, he's 10 bucks, the minimum. So I'll look to get some exposure to him, even if he doesn't start. Um, you know, I don't, I don't love him on the uh, DK or Fandle. I don't think you have to get him in there, Tommy. But I do think on Yahoo, he's in play. He's 10 bucks. That's the minimum. That's a side I usually like to play two centers on as well. Again, there's a lot of options. So I'll probably have him in one of my lineups. Uh, really don't love anyone else uh, on this team uh, tonight. Uh, you know, they have gotten a little bit more help now. Uh, but it seems like the prices have gone up on some of these guys. Maybe Gerald Green, especially on a site like Yahoo. Uh, he's 4500 on DK or Fandle. Maybe you could look at him. Uh, Luke Cornette is out for the Knicks. So that means uh, Enos Cantor is going to get the start. So uh, I like him tonight. Uh, they're going to have to play him now. They're obviously rebuilding and playing for the future. You're going to see more Mitchell Robinson, obviously. But he's prone to foul trouble. And Fisdale already said... Better to play him off the bench. So even if Cantor doesn't get 34 minutes, he's got to get at least 25 to 28 with the chance of 30. And he's cheap. He's 5,000 on DraftKings, 6,200 on FanDuel. So uh, I'll look to him tonight. I'll even look to him at Yahoo because uh, obviously the Rockets have been, with no Capella, been pretty bad at center, uh, often having to play P.J. Tucker there. So Cantor could take advantage of that. When Cantor has played, he's been good. So... Uh, I would definitely consider him, but understand that the minutes are volatile there with the Knicks. But with no Cornette tonight and Robinson always prone to foul trouble, you know, he should get, I think, a, a decent amount of minutes. Cavaliers are at Boston. Boston's favored by 16. Over-unders 216 and a half. Uh, not looking at anyone on the Cleveland side. I know Zizek, anti-Zizek has come through, but his price has gone up. 6000 on DK, 5400 on Fandle. Nah, not playing them. Uh, for the Celtics, we already know that there's some value. Al Horford is out. Kyrie Irving is out. So Terry Rozier, I mean, just play him in cash. I think I think this happened recently where he did not have a big game, but he was like 80, 90% only cash. It's not a big deal in cash if everyone else has him and you're getting the value. Tournaments, obviously, different story. I still think I'm going to use him uh, in most of my lineups tonight uh, for sure. And then, of course, Gordon Hayward will get a little bit of boost. Jalen Brown. Um, Jason, Jason Tatum is actually not – Done as well without Irving and Harford, Harford off the floor, believe it or not. Aaron Baines uh, is definitely in play because uh, it's the matchup against the Cavaliers. He should get a ton of rebounds. Uh, 3,500 on DK, 3,700 on FanDuel. And, of course, Daniel Thice, who uh, uh, Chris Rose mentioned as a pivot, 3,100 on DK, 3,600 on FanDuel. And uh, certainly he'll be low-owned tonight. We got the Spurs at the Sixers. The news we're waiting on, obviously, is the status of uh, those Sixers. Right now, the Vegas spread is four. Sixers are favored over the Spurs. Vegas totals 226. For the Spurs, uh, I'm really not looking to anyone uh, on this slate. DeRozan hasn't been great lately. I know his price has gone down. And it also depends on whether Jimmy Butler plays or not uh, in terms of defense. Um, you know, Aldridge will be up against Embiid. So I really don't like anyone on the Spurs tonight. Uh, Simmons and Jimmy Butler both listed as questionable. If they're both out, Joel Embiid, lock and load. Um, if Simmons is out and Butler plays, you can get Butler in there. Uh, TJ McConnell obviously gets a boost if one or two of those are out, as well as J.J. Redick. So this is kind of what you're waiting on at this point. But if Simmons and Butler are both out, you're going to use a lot of Sixers tonight with Embiid becoming the prime play. 10-8 on Fandle, 10-5 on DK. So, again, this is one of those situations where you just got to wait, monitor the news. And, again, we'll be in the Slack chat at ScoutDFS.com helping you up to lineup lock. Uh, 
Again, you could use promo code HOOPS50 to get 50% off your first month of NBA DFS. That includes the optimizer, which has been on fire. And I'm telling you, you're going to get your money back, whether it's the first night, second night, and you get a whole month of it, you're going to make a profit, and you're going to want to come back uh, for the rest of the season for, for sure. Atlanta and Chicago. Uh, Atlanta is a team we like to pick on, and uh, the Bulls are favored at home, one and a half. The Vegas totals 223, even though the Bulls have been playing at a slow pace. Um, for the Atlanta side, if Kevin Huter is out, uh, I like DeAndre Bembry. Uh, he's someone that I kind of have penciled in there right now. He's been pretty good over his last four games, and he'll get big minutes, so that would be the one guy. Uh, John Collins, you can consider him because uh, the matchup is great. Uh, his price has gone up, 8100 on Fandle, 7900 on DK. Wouldn't use him in cash, but I would consider him in a tournament. Don't really love anyone else. I do think there's uh, some some bulls that you could use here as well. Um, Chris Dunn's in play. I'm looking at him on Yahweh at 21. Zach Levine's in play. 6,900 on DK, 7,100 on Fandle. Laurie Markkinen as well, 66 on DK, 6,900 on Fandle. So it's just a good matchup here against the Hawks. And uh, Bobby Portis, I know Chris mentioned him. He likes him. He is kind of priced up. He's 5,800 on DK, 5,400 on Fandle. He's 20 on Yahweh and center eligible. And I can't use him in that spot. Uh, especially since he might not start. I mean, there's just so many good centers that you can use. And again, I typically, in most uh, lineups uh, on Yahoo, use two centers because it's similar to FanDuel scoring, so those blocks are key. Pelicans are at home, favored by five over Detroit. Vegas totals 221. Uh, Andre Drummond might play. We're kind of waiting on that news uh, because that obviously is going to influence whether we use uh, Blake Griffin or not tonight. So um, we'll uh, have to wait on that news there. To see, because that would open up uh, Blake Griffin to be a really good play once again. And Zaza Pachulia, you can take a look at if Drummond is out as well. He's 4,200 on both sites. So uh, that's something that we're going to have to wait on the news for the Pelicans. We obviously know that Anthony Davis is out. Uh, really like Drew Holiday in this spot. 9,500 on Fandle, 8,600 on DraftKings. Uh, Meritich is in play. Randall's in play. They all get a big boost uh, for sure. Uh, I'm not going to Jaleel Okafor. I know he's coming off a good game, but uh, not going to look to him tonight. I'm not going to chase those points. Uh, and I do think Alfred Payton's in play, too, in tournaments. Uh, as he's, Hopefully he can get those minutes well over 30. Uh, still waiting for that like big game from him. Charlotte is at Memphis. I don't think we talk about any players in this game, and this is not a game you want to attack. Vegas totals 209. Memphis favored by one and a half here, and Memphis just not playing great lately. Uh as same with the uh, Charlotte, you know they haven't played well. They're four and six. Uh, actually, uh, they are two. They've lost six of the last ten, and they haven't played well on the road. Not a great matchup here against the Grizzlies, who play at a slow pace. So don't really like anyone on Charlotte. The thing with uh, Memphis, you're waiting on to see if Mark Gasol plays. He's listed as questionable. If he's out, that could open up some play. Jermichael Green, Jaron Jackson. I might look at Jackson in tournaments too, uh, but especially if Gasol's out, I'd like him a lot better. Then we got Denver at Utah tonight. Again, Utah has been playing really good defense over the last month or so. Utah's favored by three and a half. The over-under is 216. Denver has a lot of guys healthy now, but it looks like there's still minutes limits for Gary Harris and Will Barton. Uh, don't think they're going to see 30 minutes for what I last saw. I was Hoping that we'd see an increase in minutes for Barton. Nikola Jokic always in play in GPP, so he'll be very low owned tonight against Rudy Gobert, but he's always capable of putting up a triple-double. He's 9,800 on DK, 10-7 on Fandle, and of course, uh, Embiid could be very highly owned if Simmons and Butler are out, so that's a, a pivot play there. 
Tough to really like anyone else. Uh, Chris said he did like Jamal Murray, 7,100 on DK, 6,900 on Fandle. As uh, we did see Ricky Rubio return last game, but he only played 14 minutes. Uh, would like Rubio because his salary is low, but it doesn't look like they're going to give him a ton of minutes uh, in this game. Uh, Rudy Gobert is always in play. I mean, he's been tearing it up lately. He's 8,200 on DK. He's a little too expensive on Fandle at 10 too, but uh, Gobert always in play. Uh, for sure, because he's been tearing it up, uh, even in the matchup against Jokic. Donovan Mitchell has been great, but again, Rubio's back, so that's going to hurt him because that price has risen for all the time that Rubio's been out. Mitchell's 8,300 on FanDuel, 8,500 on DraftKings tonight. So should be a fun slate. Again, we're waiting on a lot of news, uh, and it all depends on the site you play on and prices, but you got to pay attention to that news uh, for sure. We're waiting on Andre Drummond. That's going to be one of the big ones for tonight. And Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. Uh, though That's the big news that we're waiting on for tonight. And of course, it's the NBA. So there's always surprises out of nowhere. So just make sure you monitor the news. We'll help you out. ScoutDFS.com. And again, if you're in a jam and it's like last minute, just refresh at the optimizer. Put in your plays and it'll spit out something to help you out. Uh, in the last minute, that's where it really comes into play because sometimes you don't have time to process these decisions, and that's where the optimizer could help out. So if you use Hoops 50, you can get 50% off your first month of NBA at ScoutDFS.com. And again, I'll be at ScoutFantasySports.com helping you dominate fantasy baseball. Bats 50 gets you 50% off your first two months there. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.